to On the Hard Days, a podcast for mothers seeking community and support from those who get it. What if I told you that you are the best mother for your child? What if I told you that despite all the challenges and hardships parenting brings, you already have within you the tools you need to form a strong, positive connection with your child? My name is Megan Champion, and I'm a mother of three young children. I'm also a longtime elementary school educator. Not long ago, I believed I was a bad mother. I believed I was unable to meet my child's needs. I believed that no one understood what I was going through. Finding myself as a parent changed my life, and now I'm on a mission to empower mothers everywhere. Join me as I unpack parenting challenges I've faced and provide practical strategies and takeaways you can use today. It takes a village to raise a child, but mothers need a village too. On the hard days, support is right here. On the hard days, you are not alone. Welcome back. This is episode 10. I can't believe it. We're already here on episode 10. And this episode is entitled Spaghetti and Meatballs. Now, why on earth am I giving this episode this title? Well, I have a story for you, and it's going to lead to, I hope, a little better understanding of who you are as a mother. And it has to do with dinner. Now, before I jump into the story, I do want to take a minute to reflect on these past 10 episodes Really, it's 11 because I did have a bonus in there for a 30-day challenge that I was doing, but we're going to kind of pretend that that one's just kind of off to the side, and we'll consider this really number 10. And in the past 10 episodes, I have taken this look at myself as a mom of a challenging kid, and it feels good. It feels good. This is my therapy. This is my outlet. It has been really rewarding for me, I'm not going to lie, to hear from you. There have been many moms over the past month who have said, yes, I can relate to this. Yes, this is my kid. Wow, I can't believe you said what I was thinking. And it's like, yes, yes, that's, that's why I'm doing it. But also, that's what I needed to hear too, because this is a community of mothers, We are already a community of mothers who are raising challenging kids. And here's the part that I never say. Not only are we raising challenging kids, but we're rising to the challenge. We are rising to this challenge even on those hard days when you don't really think that you're making a difference. When in fact, nothing could be further from the truth. You are making such a big impact on your children. And... Today, in Spaghetti and Meatballs, I'm going to take a look at a positive impact that I made. And honestly, a year ago, two years ago, I would have never even given this sort of thing a thought. So let me explain. Tonight, my children and I made dinner. And to back up a little bit, I hate cooking. Those who know me. No, I hate cooking. I mean, I hate cooking. And I'm not good at it, but I also don't like it. And I don't practice. And it's a good thing because my husband is a dynamite chef. 
it just works out. And he prefers to cook. He likes to cook. Well, most days he does cook. I'm good for a crock pot meal once in a while, but I'm telling you, I really, really, really hate cooking. My husband had to work late today and the kids are getting hungry. You know, this, this hangry thing, like I don't play around with this. I do not play around as a sidebar. Can we just scroll for a minute? Mr. Seven has been doing a really good job in the past couple of days advocating for his hunger needs. And it's like, hallelujah. Oh my gosh. I've been waiting for this day. He said, and it wasn't just once, it was like two different occasions. I, I, it wasn't just an accident. And he said something like, I'm so hungry. I need some protein. It was like music to my ears. Oh my God. I think so many meltdowns that we've had over the last seven years really do have to do with a low blood sugar before eating. I probably should look into this a little bit more. I have mentioned it to the pediatrician when he turns a new age and goes for his checkup every year. And I definitely brought this up and they've kind of like, ah, you know, typical, just have some snacks. And I don't know. I don't know if this is a, a real thing that I should be looking into further, but maybe I should because so many meltdowns come from being hungry. And it's not like we don't feed the kid. It's just maybe he needs certain types of foods at certain times. Anyway, he's finally advocating for himself. And that really is helping with the dinner slump because even today it was like 4.15, 4.30. We normally eat at five because he's so hungry. And he said, I need a snack. And I said, okay, you know, let's, let's have a little something. And then he jumped in. He's like, but it should have protein. I'm like, yes, thank goodness. And I typically say, yep, cheese, nuts, yogurt, anything with peanut butter, something like that. And today he opted for a piece of cheese. Now he also had a lollipop, but hear me out, hear me out before you judge. <laughs> he had sugar and then I gave him cheese. He, at least he had the, you know, he had the lollipop first for what it's worth. He also had some nuts too. Yes, a few of them were chocolate covered. Can you see a trend here? Okay, I think I have a problem. I'm admitting that I have a problem. We have too much sugar in our house, but they're cocoa covered almonds and they're so good. He had enough protein that it took care of the hanger. And that is life-changing. Dinner doesn't have to be on the table at 5. It can be on at 5.15 or 5.30 and the world doesn't end. And because of that, not only that he had a snack that was decently healthy and at like 4.30 in the afternoon instead of like 3, but my husband was also working late and it's like, well, it's time. We were planning to have spaghetti and meatballs from the beginning and... The meatballs had to be made from scratch. You know, you got to mix the spices and the breadcrumbs and the ground beef in a bowl with your hands and it's cold and it's mushy. I hate cooking. Just, just remember that. I hate cooking so much. Now, here's the thing. In past years, I'd be looking at this situation and I'd be filled with dread. And, you know, to be fair, I was not thrilled about cooking dinner tonight, but what I would have been doing is focusing on all these negative pieces of the situation that I bring to motherhood. For example, 
I would have been saying in my head repeatedly, I'm not good at this. I am a terrible cook. I don't have patience. I hate finding all the ingredients. I hate digging around the spice rack looking for the different spices. Miss Seven really wants to help, but it's just going to take longer. And I'm just impatient. And I wish I didn't have to do this. And this is not my strength, right? And all of that negative self-talk, those are the types of things that would have been running through my head a year ago in the same situation. But today was different. And I thought to myself, all right, well, I had a couple of pieces of protein myself, fueled myself up like Popeye with spinach. And it's like, all right, let's do this. And all of a sudden, I thought of one of my strengths. You know, I have a lot of strengths. We all do. So many mothers don't really think about their strengths, but they should. And here's one of mine. I can use my teacher voice anytime I want. It's natural. Just ask my husband. It just comes out. Like when you are a teacher, you can't turn the teacher off. It's very hard to do. And I had two seven-year-olds. Thankfully, Mr. Four was building Legos. Yes, he likes to help cook. Yes, I would have let him. But remember how I told you a few episodes ago that when the boys make their eggs, stupid eggs, Mr. Seven like carefully cracks it. He doesn't want to get his fingers gross and I have to kind of help him with the shell so it's not too messy. I think I told you that Mr. Four pretty much punches his eggs open. <laughs> like he, I'm like, all right, buddy, just, just one crack on the counter and you're, you're good. You don't have to do it eight times. Meanwhile, he's like smashing the egg. And then I teach him put, you know, he push your, push your thumbs in the middle of the egg a little bit. You're going to push in and then you're going to separate the shell. You're going to pull apart. He shoves his whole hand. like He's shoving his whole, his whole thumb into the egg, like all the way in. And then just, just disintegrates it, just absolutely demolishes it over the pan. And that's how Mr. Four cooks eggs. So when Mr. Four wants to cook, it's like, all right, this is going to require some, some heavy lifting. This is going to need some, some security. I'm going to need backup here. But luckily he was building Legos. So at least for part of the time, it was just the twins. And Instead of using my negative self-talk, I decided to be positive. And I thought, all right, what am I good at? Because I know it's not cooking. What am I good at? What can I bring to this situation to help my children be successful and help myself to get whatever job done I need, in this case, making a dinner and in a timely manner? What are my strengths here? What are my parenting strengths in this moment? Well, I've got a great teacher voice. And not like in the negative luxury kind of way. I'm sure I probably have that too. But like in the positive, uplifting, yeah, you can do it kind of way. So I decided to use my strength. And I turned on my teacher voice. And I was like, all right, Miss Seven, you want to help? Let's go. Mr. Seven comes in. I want to help too. All right, let's do this. Okay, so first things first. I almost said boys and girls, like when the teacher voice comes on, like it's on. All right, boys and girls, let's do this. No. Twins, we're making a salad. Miss Seven, go find the lettuce, cucumbers, celery, carrots, go. She's like, all right, I'm on it. As she scampers away, she's looking in the wrong place. No, the the other drawer, the the other, that's not the fridge. You need the fridge. Anyway, Mr. Seven, 
I want to help. All right. You're going to make a salad. Yep. You're going to be good with the celery. Miss Seven, you're going to do the cucumber. Mr. Seven says, well, I need a knife. All right, let's get you a knife. You want a big old giant, huge watermelon cutting knife? Sure, go for it. Just don't chop your thumb off, please. And he feels empowered in that moment. And he starts cutting the celery. Now, those celery pieces are a hot mess, like a hot mess. Some are huge, some are crumbs. It's fine. It's fine because he's happy. And when he's happy, I'm happy. And Miss Seven scrambled up onto the counter. She's got a knife too and a peeler. We're just, we're just doing all kinds of dangerous things here. My fingers are crossed that we don't have to make a hospital run. And spoiler alert, we didn't. And Miss Seven gets a peeler and she's working on that cucumber and I'm showing her how to peel a cucumber. And it's like, all right, we did it. Now, now we have a salad made. We're going to make the meatballs. All right, Miss Seven, let's go. And, you know, Mr. Seven probably wants nothing to do with putting his hands in a cold, disgusting, kind of sloppy mess. But Miss Seven's all about it. And we put in the spices and we add the breadcrumbs and she's doing the mixing. And let's go. All right, let's go. Come on, you got this. Show me what you can do. Show me how you make those meatballs. Yes, look, that's the perfect size. Yep, that's exactly what I wanted. Go turn the oven on. Preheat it to 400. Let's go. And... I have a strength in delegating. Who knew? Who knew? But I guess that's kind of what teaching is a lot of the time. There's a lot of delegation. So I delegated and Miss Seven and I made meatballs. And Mr. Seven and Miss Seven made a salad. And then they set the table. And can I just tell you, like it is pulling teeth trying to get Mr. Seven to do any sort of chore. And he was like, yes, I do want to set the table. And I said to them, oh gosh, it would be so helpful. Guys, I would so appreciate it if you could set the table. Do you think you guys know how to do that? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know what to do. We know what to do. Awesome. I would love to see you guys set the table. I cannot wait to see how amazingly perfect this table is going to look. Like really, I can turn on the teacher voice when needed, because it works and because it lifts them up. It lifts up students and it lifts up my children. And I want to lift my children up. And Mr. Seven's like, I'll do the napkins. And Miss Seven's like, I'll get the forks. And we have these cloth napkins that are made out of different fabric and they have all different patterns on them. And Mr. Seven is going to grab the napkins. And I'm like, hey, buddy, do you think you could pick out the perfect napkins for each person in the family? Oh, yes, I know exactly which ones I'm going to pick and it's going to look perfect. And I'm, you know, so I hate cooking. I hate cooking. I hate cooking. In that kind of a situation in which I normally would be perhaps grumpy and resentful about a task that I really, really despise. It was like, what strengths can I bring to this literal table that will help my children be successful? You've never seen Mr. Seven do a chore this fast, I swear. And then when it was over, he went and sat down and he ate. He ate food. No meltdowns. No dinner meltdown tonight. And then... 
He even went into the basement to get something for my husband, like an extra jar of sauce or something. And he was like, yeah, sure. I'll go to like, what, who, who are you? And what have you done with my son? And I think that part of the reason he had a successful evening was one, the cheese, (laughs) two, that I lifted him up in a sense of responsibility And three, that he was distracted when he was hungry and therefore ate with no problem. But I'm going to go ahead and focus on the second part of that mostly, which is the upliftingness of it all. Because here's the thing. That's one of my strengths. That's one of my strengths. And there's nothing wrong with admitting your strengths as a mom. So many moms go right to the weakness. I'm not patient enough. I don't get on the floor and play with my kids enough. I get caught up on my phone and caught up with work too much. And they they have too much screen time. And, you know, I bring them all around to run errands pre-COVID. Whatever it is. I don't chaperone field trips enough. I We don't read enough together. I've got mom guilt, mom guilt, mom guilt. So raise your hand if that's you, right? If you play that mom guilt game, because I guarantee every single mother has. But I'm starting to wonder if maybe if you thought about it in a different way, a mindset shift, that you could start thinking instead of all the things that you don't think you're doing right, what are you doing that's working? What are those strengths that you have? And you can bring those strengths to every little situation. So we made a successful dinner. It was awesome. It was great. We sat down as a family. We had a nice dinner. And I uplifted my children because that is a strength that I have that I tapped into. I utilized that strength. Let me give you another example. You can really pick any moment where you are a mom right? Pick a moment when you're a mom, pick a moment and you can find a strength in it somewhere. And I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about you. So if I think about, I mean, anything I could take getting ready for school this morning, any morning. And we have mornings before school that are a cluster with Mr. Four running around naked and screaming and Mostly it's just him. I'm thinking about all the crazy things he does, trying to drink his milk, you know, cereal milk with a straw in the bowl and it gets dumped. And anyway, the chickens need to be let out and the dog is hungry and Mr. Seven is hangry and those stupid eggs. And we have mornings like that all the time, all the time. And I normally focus on all the things that didn't go right. I was late. Mr. Four was not listening, getting in the car. I was not organized enough this morning. I should have made my lunch the night before. I should have had my water bottle set to go. I should have gotten off the gram first thing in the morning. I should have woken up earlier for a shower. I should have, I should have, I should have. Mom guilt, mom guilt, mom guilt. But instead, I'm going to kind of tune out that part of my brain and I'm going to not even tap into that stuff. Like I already know all that. We already know that's repetitive thoughts and ain't nobody got time for that. So instead, I'm going to think about the things that I 
did well. And not only did I do them well, but it's like, what qualities did I bring to that situation as the specific mother that I am to help the whole world go round in my house and to help my children be successful and happy? So if we take getting ready for school this morning, I could tell you right now, I could name all the things that did not go well. Every single little moment, a lost shoe, a rushing out the door, messy hair, I could go down that road, but I am not going to go down that road in this episode. Instead, I'm showing you how I'm going to focus on the strengths that I have, that I brought to the situation. So let's see. I got on the floor and helped Mr. Four find a Lego piece when I was in the middle of packing my lunch. And that's no big deal. You know, it's it's not something that I'm patting myself on the back for. But here's what it really means. I was flexible enough in my morning routine to stop what I was doing without anxiety about not finishing making my lunch on time and getting on the floor with Mr. Ford. It's really about that. It was about the flexibility. That was a strength I brought to this situation this morning. What else? There are snow bags. The kids bring a snow bag to school. It has their snow pants and their boots and their gloves for their recess outdoor play. And last night I was not put together. And so not all the items where were they needed to be in order to pack the bag. So I had to do that this morning. I could focus on that negative of what I should have done last night. And gosh, I always get tired, you know, at night pretty early. And no, I'm not doing that. Not now. Instead, I can say, you know what? I am organized. That's a strength of mine. I'm organized. And I don't mean my house is spotless, people. That is not what I mean. I mean, my brain is organized. I have a very organized brain. I categorize things well. I make lists very well. Maybe another teacher thing, I don't know, or a mom thing or both, but I just compartmentalize very well. And so if I have a list of tasks, it's like, okay, snow pants, go. They're here. They're in the dryer. Go find that other glove. Oh, remember you put that downstairs? All right, let's do this. Grab this, grab that, pack that bag, load that one up into the car. Yep. That one goes there in that corner. Mr. Sevens is there. Don't forget his boot is missing his shoelace. You know, that is a strength for me. I brought that strength to my morning craziness this morning. The strength of internal organization. And that's just another example. And there's so many more, so many more. And you have so many more. And that's kind of what I'm getting to. One of the things that mothers struggle with is guilt. I hear so much about mom guilt and I get it. I felt it myself many times. I really get it. I get it on a deep level. It is a specific thing for mothers. It's not the same as dad guilt. It's not the same as anybody else. Guilt is a specific type of guilt and it runs deep. It's not like where you just feel a little bad about something and then you just like move on. It's like it hurts you at the core and you can't let it go and you can't forget it. To be honest, that's how I feel about Mr. Seven's deck table flipping in episode one. It's like, how could I have let him do that? I just, so much guilt in there. So it's normal, I guess, natural, but yet it can overtake your life and your mindset. So maybe you have a challenging child like I do. 
maybe you have an out-of-the-box child like I do. Maybe you have a child that is just completely opposite of you, which I also do. Maybe it's actually a child who's very much like you, which in some ways can equally be challenging because you know your own, you know, strengths and weaknesses. And it's like looking in a mirror with your child. No matter who you're parenting, in every situation, in every moment, from bath time for toddlers to a bedtime routine to getting your kids on the bus to getting to soccer practice to reading books, to playing with Legos, to shoveling snow. I mean, literally anything. In every single situation, as a mother, you are bringing a strength to that situation. And probably multiple strengths. Like, it's not just one. And nine times out of ten, you're not even tapping into that strength. You don't even know it's there. You're not paying attention to it. You're not listening to it. You're not utilizing it. You're focusing on the negative because the mom guilt has taken over your brain and it, it kind of directs you to these negative thoughts. So I want to encourage you after this episode is over to start the process of changing your mindset. And it's definitely not easy, but here's what I want you to do. I want you today to pick one moment of your day with your kids, whether it's getting your children's teeth brushed, which is always a, an adventure in my house, to unloading groceries, to helping with homework, whatever. Just, just pick one moment. And I want to ask you this question. What strengths are you bringing to the table as a mother? What strengths are you bringing that are helping you step into yourself, to step into who you are as a mother in the best possible way? And you might have to really think about it. Hopefully you don't, but you might have to. Does it have to do with organization? Does it have to do with lifting others up? Are you a fabulous hugger? Do you show your love in an awesome, rousing board game competition? Do you encourage your children? Do you say, oh, I saw this thing and I thought of you? Do you rub your son's hair? Do you ask for help from them in the kitchen? What is it that you bring to that situation that makes you the wonderful, amazing mother you are? And I want you to write it down. I want you to write it down. And it can even start like this. Here, here comes my teacher again. Another strength I'm bringing to podcasting, I guess. I want you to use a sentence starter. Sorry, teachers. I can't help myself. You can say something like, in this situation, I was great when I, or you can say, I was an amazing mother during dinner, bedtime, whatever, when I, or because I, or you can say, the strength I brought to getting my kids ready for school this morning was, right? I want you to do that. And I want you to make a list. I want you to make a list. And I would love for you to share with me something from your list. I want you to DM me over on Instagram. And I want you to let me know that you listened to this episode and you made a list. 
and here is one thing from it. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take your DM and I'm going to kind of compile them and I'll take your names out, of course. And I'm just going to compile a list of wonderful ways in which you showed up today because you show up every day. You were always showing up. You just don't even realize it. You think you have to be 110% mom all the time to have any strengths at all, right? It's all or nothing. I'm, I'm either completely on and I have worked so hard and I've done my very best or no, it wasn't good enough, nothing. It might as well have been nothing. But that is so not the case. And even in a moment where you may have raised your voice and you didn't want to, or you kind of ignored your kid, not purposely, maybe, or maybe it was, but or you just kind of didn't give them the attention they were needing, whatever those negative things are, okay, fine. But what did you do that was awesome? And what are your strengths for that situation? I want to hear your spaghetti and meatball story. I want to hear your getting kids ready in the morning story, your bedtime story, your patience story, your organization story. I want to hear it. So DM me something from your list and I'm going to take them, compile them, and then I'm going to give you guys that information real soon. I actually am going to be starting uh, an email list to... I keep hearing like, if you ever lose your Instagram followers, you know, if Instagram ever crashes or something, those followers are gone forever. And it's like, oh my God, how would I reach some of you that I've been talking to? And we've been having these amazing conversations back and forth. It's like, oh my God, that that would be terrible. So I am hoping to make an email list soon. And that would be a great way to get you things like this giant list of ways in which we're all showing up, but I'll share some on my social as well. All right, so I want you to go and take action today in this identifying strengths that you bring to every situation, and I want you to give me one strength that you brought today, because you probably have a hundred. So let's just start with one. I'm so grateful that you joined me today and are supporting my mission of bringing mothers together. You can find me on Instagram at on the hard days with dots in between each word and on my website, ontheharddays.com. I'd also love for you to join our active Facebook group where we talk more specifically about challenges our children are facing at On The Hard Days podcast and community. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. This will allow even more mothers to find us and join the community. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.